0: Welcome, everyone, to Making It Our Best Season, Episode 2, hosted by Dorian and Lynn, sponsored by Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions and Palmetto Family Home Care, two faith-based companies that not only provide excellent services, but also are great resources for the community. In this podcast, we will discuss many topics that our aging baby boomer and their families face with today. I quote, What the heck do we do with our aging parents? We will have professional experts in their field from various areas of the senior care industry to educate and provide resources to our listeners. Today's podcast will be Home Care versus Home Health. Dorian?
1: Being that I have a home care agency, I'm going to give a little bit of information or more so um, perspective when it comes down to home care versus home health. Home care and home health can be very confusing. And both terms, home care and home health, are used interchangeably, but they mean different things and they offer different things. From a home care standpoint, what we do, we offer non-medical services. And so when I say non-medical services, it's more so assisting with activities of daily living. So you might hear some people say ADLs, and ADLs stand for activities of daily living. And that's more so bathing, dressing, grooming, lighthouse keeping, errand running, anything that is done as your daily activity. And so with our agency, We basically do things a little differently. So of course we do activities of daily living, but we have different levels to our care. We have level one through four. And so with our level one, it's more so we consider that to be companionship or like a sitter serve. And with that, that's basically somebody that they're still independent. They may need a little bit of supervision, kind of like I can still do for myself. I just kind of want to frame around. We do that. Level two, That's a little bit more hands on, um, whereas we may assist with or may provide limited assistance or more so supervision. If somebody's bathing, if they're dressing, if they feel as if, you know, when they're getting ready to take their shower, they may need somebody to stand by them or maybe hand them certain things or if they're having difficulty when it comes down to just basically putting their clothes on, then they can still do, but they just need a little extra help. Level three, we consider that to be more so, okay, I can do, but I really, really need somebody else to help me. So we find ourselves kind of mixing between level two, level three, where many of our employees, they you provide a lot of hands-on care. And then we do do a a good bit of sitter services as well, more so the level two, level three. Our level four care is more so our total care client. And we consider that more of our private duty nursing. And most of the time when we see that, That level of care, it's most of our clients that may have different diagnoses, such as like ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, MS, Parkinson's. And they're more so at the latter, the latter stages of the disease process where they basically can't do anything for themselves. And we are their legs, their arms. We do everything for them. And then sometimes we do have to possibly pull in private duty nursing. So we do have LPNs and RNs on staff that will do our private duty nursing that are more so set up for our level four client. How is home care paid for? That is always a good question. So there's a variety of things that can actually help assist with home care services. Some people feel that if they have Medicare, Medicare will actually pay for home care. Medicare will actually pay for home health services. But with home care, most um, ways of paying. And of course, it's private pay. Also Medicaid through the South Carolina Community Long-Term Care Program. And that pays for home care services. There's veteran benefits. So VA aid and attendant services. There's also community organizations, such as like Trident Area on Aging, the Central Midland, well, actually all of the area that can actually pay for those services. We have long-term care insurance that will actually pay. Some health insurance have home care benefits. Um, we've actually only kind of ran into a couple that may have the home care benefits within their insurance. And then- Also, um, workers comp, they may actually cover home care services as well. But those are the majority of areas of payment coverage that we normally run into. So again, Medicaid, VA for aid and attendant, community organizations, so like the area on aging different organizations like the ALS Association, the MS Society, even the Parkinson's Foundation, they have home care grants. There's also another organization, uh, for example, it's called the Alexa Good Foundation. They're based in Rock Hill and they actually pay for home care services for individuals who have ALS. There's different organizations out there. And I think the good thing, the fact of me being a social worker, I'm always looking for resources, because again, it can be expensive when it comes down to home care. So what we try to do is find as many resources to help try to alleviate a little bit of the financial burden that comes along with home care because it's needed. But at, at the same time, it's still very expensive at times. You know, We'll try to find as many resources as possible and then maximize it to the best of our ability. So for example, we may have a family that has home health and home care. So we'll make sure and we'll try to coordinate scheduling so that if somebody needs care throughout the entire day, or let's just say anywhere between six to eight hours a day, we'll make sure that we're not doubling up. If home health is there, we'll make sure either we come in after, um, because we'll stay in the home a little bit longer than home health will actually do. Or even if hospice is in place, we try to work around those schedules as well. So if hospice is coming in to, let's just say, do the bathing and we come in later to to do more of a sitter service, then we'll do that as well. So it just kind of depends, but we just try to make sure that we stretch it as best as possible so that it makes sense for the family and that it maximizes their time and helps with the finances as well. Awesome.
0: So this, so you kind of went over the services that you guys offer. Is there a time frame that a client can stay on service home care services?
1: Honestly, they can stay on services as long as they feel that they need the care or they need the services. Okay. Um, we've had some of our families; they say they need it only for a short period of time. So, for example, if someone is just having surgery. And they're coming home from rehab, they say, Hey, we may only need care for, you know, a couple of weeks or, you know, maybe a month or so. That's fine. We totally understand that. And then we have some that say, hey, we need it long term. So we've had clients on our roster, I want to say up to like maybe four or five years at a time. So oh, wow. it just kind of de- yeah, it just kind of depends. It just it okay. depends on the, the situation and what each family has going on. When it comes down to how long will a caregiver stay in the home, then again, that kind of depends on the family as well. So we have some families who say, hey, I just need you to come in help mom get up, make sure she had a breakfast, get her downstairs so she can go to her little activities, and go let her go about her day. And we call those quick care visits. And that's basically where we come in for anywhere between an hour to two hours. Most of the time when we do our quick care visits, that's more so when we work within the facility. Uh, a lot of the facilities like that we offer quick care visits because we can get one caregiver or maybe two, just depending on how, how many clients we're working with that day or just working with period. And they can actually just move from floor to floor or go, you know, down the hall, up and down and they can hit or help different clients and they can be there for an hour or two or whatever the case may be. We tend to do a lot of those quick care visits when we're doing facility work. But of course, we do have some families who say, hey, I just really need you to come in and do that. And we'll do that for them as well. Then we have some families who say, hey, I just need, you know, anywhere between three to four hours. That's not a problem at all. We'll come and do that also. Then we have some that say, I need 24-hour care. And then we say, We'll locate it and then we'll we'll get that in place for them. Again, it's always case by case, just kind of depends on what the overall need of the family is. And then we just customize their care plan based on that. But we can always change it. And then our nurses will reevaluate at certain periods of time. So we do 90 days, six months, and then, of course, you know, yearly. And again, depending on the situation, we may do evaluations a little bit sooner than the actual ones that we do.
0: Well, my next question was who's going to benefit from services, but I think you kind of covered <laughs> that. Client had to have specific uniqueness, or is it just, they need care in the home and in that part of it doesn't really apply? Yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of depends.
1: You know, we've had some, like, for example, we just got one where um, she's a 90 year old, lives independently within a facility, but she's just starting to get a little bit more forgetful. But again, she can still get up. She can make her breakfast. She can, you know, get dressed, go down to the dining hall. She has her calendar of activities, but it's just having an extra set of eyes and around so that we can basically inform the adult children on what's going on. Sometimes, and we find that families or clients tend to be more receptive to someone outside of the family than someone in the family.
0: That could really keep clients and independent a lot longer, no matter. So they don't have to add either additional care within the communities. They kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a big difference. And actually in this situation, I mean, that's kind of what it is. She's almost to a place where she may need to go to assisted living and move out of independent. Um, the big thing that the family doesn't want to do is because she's basically made so many friends in the independent setting and they are like, listen, in order for you to stay over here with your friends, you know, we're going to have to get somebody to come in to at least help you. Um, And when we go in, we basically approach the situation as to, hey, listen, we're not here to take anything away from you, but we're here to more so just lend you a helping hand. You know, we can still do a lot of things together. We can still strip your bed together. We can still wash clothes together. You know, it's just, basically to give you an opportunity to do more of the things that you enjoy doing. Doing a lot of your homemaker services where you get tired, basically, you know, trying to keep calendar and things together. We'll come in and we'll do those things for you. I like to say, especially in those situations, it's not necessarily having a caregiver, but we we like to say, you hey, have a friend that's coming in. Um, and then we'll try to match based on like, Their personality. We'll try to like do age if we possibly can. Just overall, we'll take, we'll assess the entire situation and see who we feel like would be the best fit or a good fit um, when it comes down to matching them up. Because we want everybody to be comfortable. You know, we want the client to be comfortable, we want the family to be comfortable. Um, We want to definitely want our employee to be comfortable as well. So we take a lot of those things into play when we're matching. That's awesome.
0: Definitely a good service. Well, I'll kind of take the home health portion. Just, I mean, I'm just going to be really brief about what home health offers versus what the home care offers. So when you're dealing with home health services, there's lots of different companies out there. You can go with any company, but their basic structure is nursing services, physical therapy services, speech third services, occupational services. They have usually a dietitian on staff and also a medical social worker that is on staff or for home health patients. Home health is a medical service. So instead of being non-medical, they're medical. They're going to provide a medical service anywhere from medication reminders to wound care, diabetes care. I do psych nursing too. So there's, I mean, there's a wide variety of different services.
1: How would somebody, I guess, how would home health be put in place? Do they need, can they just initiate it themselves? Do they have to get a A doctor's order, like what do they need to do in order to get home health
0: in place? So for somebody that's needing home health, if they're... In the hospital, going back home, then the hospital will have that set up. If they're in their doctor's office, the doctor can set up the home health services for them. A community feel that they could benefit from home health services. Then the com- any kind of senior community can have their nurse order that services through the either the community's physician or the actual residence physician. But it all has to have a physician's order.
1: Okay. And see, and that's the thing that's kind of different, again, between home care and home health. We don't, as a home care provider, we don't have to have a a physician's order in place. Right. Just depending on what services you have. So if you're, you know, doing the community-based waiver program, now we do have to have an authorization, you know, in order to come in. And when I say authorization, most of the time you have a case manager that will put that in place and they basically tell us, well, these are the days that they're needing and this is how many hours they can actually do. And that's the same thing like with the VA. The VA will basically say, here's your authorization to provide this veteran care. Here are the hours that you are authorized to do. And then we go from there. But like our community organizations and things like that, they just basically, they'll give an authorization and they will say, here's the hours that they're able to do. And then we just kind of schedule it from there. Home care, you don't have to have a, visit, a physician's order. You need to have an authorization, but home health, you have to have you a have an order. order.
0: And Mm -hmm. I also know, like home health, they have disease management programs that they can manage patients, whether it's vascular or COPD, congestive heart failure, diabetes, fall prevention. They can help manage different disease processes Mm -hmm. for their patients.
1: Like us, we could be in there one, two hours, 24 hours. It just kind of depends. With home health, would you say, That is the same as far as the timeframe that a provider can be in the home, or how would you say that works out?
0: No, it's going to be intermittent. So they're going to have uh, the nurse will schedule their time to come out and do their skilled needs, and then a therapist will schedule their time and occupational, you know, will schedule their time. So it's usually anywhere forty-five minutes to an hour that a clinical staff is in the home providing their services. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're not there for custodial care. They're just I- intermittent, come in, do their services and then leave.
1: Yeah. Like I literally had to explain that process um, to a family member of mine uh, a couple weeks ago, because we just ended up getting home health um, in place to do speech, OT, PT. And when I say OT, occupational therapy, PT is physical therapy. They called and said, well, wait a minute, why are they only here for 45 minutes? They're not, they're not here all day long. And I had to tell them like, no, they're not there. They're there to, you know, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to do their specialty, what they're supposed to be doing from a therapy standpoint, and they move on. I think that particular family member family member had the thought process that when they come in for therapy, they're going to be there all day long. And I basically had to kind of like burst a bubble and say, "Absolutely not. That's not going to happen." So yeah, so I I I see on a lot of occasions how that can be so confusing.
0: Yeah, I did have a client that was sent home from the hospital and the case management had asked them if they had home care or home health. Mm -hmm. And they said, yes, spouse went home on a catheter and come to find out she had home care, Mm non-medical. She didn't have home health medical. So things Mm -hmm. she was actually home almost two weeks with no medical intervention in the home with her husband and a catheter. So I know uh, it gets very confusing and the difference. So I always say home care, non-medical, home health, medical, you know, right. medical services. Also on home health services, you have Medicare pays at 100%, Medicaid pays for mm-hmm. home health and any of the Vantage programs pay for home health services um, yeah. for them to come in. And usually they're covered at 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, their goal is to make sure they're home safe versus mm-hmm. going to outpatient or going to a rehab facility to do rehab there. With home, yeah, home health, they can't drive by they're on home health services. They have wow. to be homebound. Mm. So that's probably a better way. They have to be homebound so they can't be out driving. Now they can drive to go. I think there's some some stipulations on that. Uh, religious services, doctor's appointments, and uh, obviously food shopping, grocery shopping, mm-hmm. type. Right. But in general, they had to be homebound. Ah, oh, got it, got it. Okay, that makes. Total sense. And I know from the past that some people are on home health services, and staff shows the clinical staff shows up to do their services, and the client's not there. they're running around so that's you know i think a stipulation that medicare did put on them is that they have to be homebound for their Mm -hmm. the time that they're on home health services and home health services a certification period is usually 60 days Mm -hmm. so they have 60 days um once they come on service to the plan of care and do their rehabilitation in that 60 days or if they are not Finish. They can recertify a patient for another sixty days. Yep, that is so true. So that's kind of the big difference between home care and home (laughs) health, right? And and we get it mixed up all the time. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Because I'll get, I'll get a question, get a provider to call and say, "Hey, can y'all give medication, administer medication?" I'm like, "No, we can't. We can do med reminders, or we can actually hand them their medication and." they take it themselves. Yeah, no, we can't administer any medication.
0: And we'll have somebody on that, you know, that knows the services better. We're just skimming over home health services, their basic services they offer and how it's paid. Mm -hmm. Um, But there might be some other things they can do. Right. I know they can set up a med reminder, they can set up their medication box. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, one of the other things that we do do as one of our other services, we do offer um, medication management. And that's more from our private duty side. And we basically have our RN that goes in and she will set up the medication for a client, especially if they live alone, you know, they don't have any other, you know, family members or friends that can actually assist them with that, or they're actually having difficulty with that, then we will actually offer that service to them. And our nurse will actually manage that, stay in contact with the doctor, updates, you know, when medication will be delivered, all that good stuff. That's one of the one of the many out-of-the-box things that we do from a home care standpoint. And I think, again, there's, there, there are definitely a lot of home care agencies out there. And I think when people hear home care, they think we all do the same thing. So, right. of course, we do the basic same things as far as when it comes down to personal care homemaker services, things like that. But we all may have other services or specialties that we may offer. And like you said, as far as getting um, another home health provider on the podcast, we'll definitely bring on another home care provider as well. And you'll be able to kind of see or hear the difference, how our agencies are similar and then how they're different at the same time as well. We'll definitely have that on coming very soon. So that'll be pretty good. Yeah. So again, we're going to have us some, uh, have one, a couple of other agencies, home health and home care, and then we'll eventually have hospice one as well, um, because I think there's definitely a misconception of what hospice is. Yes. You know, people hear the word hospice and they're like, oh, Lord, I'm getting ready to go out here tomorrow.
0: No, that's not the case. So and the you know, earlier definitely. people get on hospice services, the more benefits they get to take advantage right. of. And I've had, you know, after doing hospice for 12 years, I've had clients, they, they've lived a lot longer, managed terminal illness a lot better. The family has had more time with their loved one, really push for people to come on service, hospice services a lot sooner than the last 24 hours. Yeah, definitely.
1: I always say hospice is an extension of your family. It's like an added part of your support team. There's a lot of resources, like you said, that come along with it that could help the process. So, yeah, so we'll definitely make sure we have someone on from hospice that can tell about the services, tell, you know, about the philosophy, all that good stuff. And again, every hospice agency, they have standards, but each offer different things. We'll definitely be bringing that you guys.
0: It's even like placement services, senior placement services. We all basically do the same thing, but we all offer different things too. Mm-hmm. For like, for my services are free. I and believe there's um, services out there that the clients have to pay for them to find a community And their services, using their services. So just like everybody, we're all a little bit different. That's right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Information
1: we shared from our perspective when it comes down to home care and home health. Like we said, we will definitely have on other providers that will talk more about the services when it comes down to home care, home health, and even hospice. Definitely let us know, you know, what are your thoughts about this episode and with home care, with home health? We'd love to hear that. Definitely connect with us as well. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Making It Our Best Season. And then send us an email at ourbestseason at gmail.com.
0: Well, everybody have a wonderful day and thank you again for tuning in. Thank you. Bye-bye.